Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well, staying safe wherever you are in the world. Andy, that was... So, to be clear, we both predicted a draw, okay? We both said on the previous episode that we expected Roma to draw against Milan. That was the case, 3-3. Yep. to three. Obviously, there are things you can take from it. Above all, Giacomelli, the, the refereeing performance, is obviously going to be the talking point. Let's get that out of the way. Each team, they were given a non-existent penalty. So let's just leave it at that. But apparently, I was in a coma because I made the mistake of logging on to social media today. And when I posted the expected goals for each side, it was relatively similar. I think Milan, they had a... XG about uh, half a goal or half a point higher than the Romas, but still relatively even. There was no major standout, but I was either in a coma during yesterday's match or I was watching an entirely different match. If you ask Milan supporters, this this match wasn't even close. Apparently, I, I, I saw something different or my eyesight is going bad. I have to see a doctor immediately because for me, this was all pretty even. I didn't think either side dominated the other, but maybe that is just me looking through it with the lens of red and yellow glasses. You know, it's um, it's weird because um, after... I think a game like this was needed to sort of liven up the situation because honestly, uh, it seems like we've already forgotten all the previous games and this one finally creates a proper footballing atmosphere uh, for the first time in a while. Like we are actually talking about a game, a game that a lot of people saw. Um, a game that, you know, despite the fact that I, I predicted the draw, I didn't expect uh, this 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 to be a, a three to three draw. Um, it, it was it was much more uh, the tempo was was much more higher and, and, and just there was so much energy to it. Both teams really worked hard for for the result. Um Plenty of questionable calls. Plenty, I mean, that's yes. the, the the standout is is yes, okay, because I see the logic in some Milan fans saying that um, the second penalty for that was given to Milan and and um, that was equally or questionable as as the one given to Roma was just given as a compensation. Uh, Giacomelli refereed all night long like that making mistake yes. after mistake after mistake. So I don't see that particularly as a, as a sign of him trying to make up for the previous mistake. It just another mistake made. And, um, and, and in this day and age, you would expect uh, VAR to, to come into place and, and sort of have an effect on those decisions. This time, it, 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 like many others, it didn't. Um, and the referee had a, a terrible night. But overall, you know, what I find most interesting is that when I came on here last time and I said, you know, Milan have an advantage in terms of playing as a team and and uh, Roma have an advantage in terms of individuals. But in this game, I actually had the weird impression that for all it is worth, Roma actually played more, like relied more on the team aspect then Milan. Milan had uh, some very good performances and 
some players that individually made the difference. I mean, Leao makes the difference in that run. Um, Salzmakers makes the difference in that run. That like I saw people, you know, give uh, Karsdorp shit for 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 losing Leao, but that's not on Karsdorp. That's on Leao being so good and making that extra step, making that extra dribble, and and um, and just it's just the the right skill at the right time. Um, and so that was, I think, the most interesting aspect is that Roma really r- rallied around to to overcome time and time again uh, the, the 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 difference. Yes. Um, and that that was to me that was to me the most the most interesting thing is that for the first time I think this season this the whole team was involved. Um, I can you know we can name players that maybe had. Uh, not not really excellent an excellent game you know Spinazzola wasn't his usual self Vertu was a bit out of it um the attack was mostly ineffective but I yesterday I look at this game and I I actually look at the collective unit and I think everybody on a collective level did well everybody really believed in this game and everybody reacted the same way um which was really nice I love these celebrations. That yeah, really shows you that Jeco Mancini at the end. Yes, you know, Milan put us in very difficult situations, but it always there was always a reaction that followed those difficult situations. And and that really was was the standout to me. You and I have always had questions from a character standpoint about Roma. And I think that they showed something yesterday. The fact that they were able to come back three times in the same match and score twice in the last 20 minutes. I think that shows something. Now, you mentioned the attack. Yes, it was ineffective, but I think it was more of a positive to see extremely good performances. Pellegrini, Andy, was phenomenal. Probably, aside from Mirante, maybe Kumbula or Ibanez even, you could add to that. I thought they were the best on the pitch, probably by a long stretch. So while I agree with what you just said, the attack... Veritu in the midfield, even the wingbacks, there were a lot of less than stellar performances yesterday against Milan. However, I, I do want to take this from, from a positive standpoint in the sense that Roma, they went to the San Siro and they got a good result and they also got brilliant performances from their defense and Lorenzo Pellegrini, a guy who we have been dying, absolutely dying and calling for to show something to show consistency, to step up in the big matches. And that's exactly what he did. He performed so good yesterday. I was so happy to see that. And then there's the defense. Kumbula, Mancini, Ibanez, Mirante. None of them put a foot wrong. What did you make of those performances from the from the ones that I just mentioned? Those performances that, that stand out, and look, Mirante, Pellegrini, um, definitely Ibanez, Mancini. It, it, again, the, you know, it's... It's good to know that you have guys that in nights like these where, for example, Pedro didn't shine. Um, but we'll get to it because I, I and, and Mkhitaryan didn't right. shine. Um, uh, and then you look at it in more in depth and you find out that Mkhitaryan actually had um, second most ball recoveries. Um, that gives you a hint of the game they played. And same goes for Pedro, who in nights like these basically plays 
uh, as a midfielder and um, he's become key in, in sort of the key dynamics uh, as to um, how we move and um, and finding the connection between the, the, the wing backs and the defense and the attack and um, I just I think that it's 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 this was a game that was well prepared by Fonseca um, he, he I think the we were definitely well set up um, and for the most part of the second half Ibrahimovic for as good as he is got neutralized um, the, there is no question about it um, and and it's it's also again weird to to talk about here uh, Mirante who again is not a phenomenal goalkeeper no, no. but I is is now in a in a situation where he's got the coach's confidence he's got the team's confidence he makes he 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 creates a, a connection with the defense he knows how to talk to these guys you can hear him you know in setting up the corners and and the free kicks uh, he is is you know he and that was that goes back a long way i mean from the start when Remember when when we sort of decided to to um, give up basically on Olsen and he walked in, it was a much calmer presence. And I think that helps a lot, especially when you are having nights like these tough games with a young defense. Um, you know, I think some some people say maybe we've with Smalling, we could have done better. Um, and I think there is no question about that. Maybe we would have had an easier time containing Ibrahimovic in the first half. Maybe neutralizing Leao um, for for the most part. Although I, I I think this guy is on such a streak right now that is it's very hard to stop him. Um, but these nights are important, and and guys like Kumbula, twenty years old, guys like Ibanez, who find themselves confronted with this with this quality, with this with with players like Leao, like Ibrahimovic, and like Chananoglu, like it or not, um, it, it only does them well. I think this was a, a very important game. I think, and that's why I'm 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 so excited to talk about it because, as we said last time, I mean, a game like that against. Um, <clears throat> young boys um is is not a is not a real game to discuss it's not a it's not it's not a game that you you learn from this is a game where you learn from and and you learn about what what the duties are of guys like pedro and mikitarian when when the team is facing a, a more difficult more aggressive t- opponent um the, the 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 responsibilities of guys like uh, Ibanez and Mancini and Kumbula when they're faced with this sort of attack, and I think it still presents us with I, a problem that I considered long ago and that I kept saying that in the transfer market it should not be overlooked, and then because of probably the financial situation it got overlooked. But I think we we definitely the one department that is 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 lacking is the midfield. That as good as as Pellegrini can be and was yesterday, and as good as Vertu can be, there's still that one player missing, and um, I I just can't help but but notice how easy it is for the opponent to overcome our midfield. There is very very few times there is any filter uh, between the midfield and the defense, and um, that to me was probably the the 
the only big negative takeaway. So you had no problem with the wingbacks. For me, I thought that was Spinazzola, in my opinion, probably had his worst performance of the entire season. Yeah. And then on the right, Karsdorp, I thought he was less than stellar himself. He offered nothing. Yeah. No, I, I thought for me, yes, the midfield, that's something we've we've talked about here a number of times as well. For the wingbacks, you're not as concerned with that as you are the midfield. No, it's it's just that... Um, I think there is there is work to be done in the midfield, and um, I'm, I've actually accepted the fate of a Roma fan who is faced with um, right right wing because it's mostly right wing backs. I mean, you have that whole chain of. I mean, your your beloved Brunetto Perez went <laughs> back to his former self of oh, uh, 2016 2017. That's that that's it. I mean, you you are faced with a situation where yes, you have Santon. He's easily your best player in that particular position right now. Um, Karsdorp and and Perez, and you're sort of uh, we we are sort of we have sort of accepted the the fact that um, we will have to rely on these uh, spurts of quality from say Santon. Uh, Santon has a good stretch of games of two three games, and then maybe hopefully. Karsdorp has a game or two in his legs, and then perhaps Bruno Perez can um, can be a, a good substitute for two or three games. And and so, to me, there is really uh, uh, you know there is no 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 not enough space for maneuvering there. Um, and actually, it's it's more important to have Spinazzola uh, have a good night because he has proven to be of incredible skill when it's when it's you know when when the when the when he has a good night the whole team works much better um yesterday he wasn't threatening at all no um, no. no no crosses no nothing the calabria had him in his pocket which sounds just funny but that's the way things were and um it just i i i think just the midfield for me is just an issue that could be you know, improved with, you know, with greater ease than the, than the wing back position on the right hand side. And it's just, I would, I would be interesting to, to see a different setup. You know, I would. What about be him on the right? And when Calafiori returns, you put him on the left. That that may be a, a, an idea. I don't know if I if I like Spinazzola as much there, but it definitely would be an improvement for for over those other guys who you know all three put together i don't think they can make a, a really good player um, <laughs> no even if you put, took the best traits of all three it's, right it's very right. which it, is which was which we come to the point where what are the best traits of santon because i mean i i you know we he is our best player in that position right now and i really can't find a good trait of him um and just my my final thought is that I would I would be interested, for example, in the Europa League to find a different setup where we can sort of experiment more with a, a three man midfield. You know, I would like to see um, VR in a starting lineup alongside Pellegrini or and and Vertu or when Diawara comes back. It just to me it 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 would be nice. To give to give these guys a, 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 a you know a glimpse of maybe maybe they can work together you know maybe not in in games or stuff as this one but um, 
I think Fonseca could, could consider these upcoming Europa League games uh, for a bit of more an experimenting attitude. I, I agree. I think Spinazzola, I would have to check, but I would assume he is probably among the highest in minutes played just because he really, it doesn't seem like he's gotten a rest recently at all. Calafiori, he's out. He had COVID. So they're really, their depth very early on is being tested. So let's go to the defense though. You mentioned Smalling. He's out. We talked about this a few weeks ago, but all three, Andy, again, all three, Mancini, Kumbula, Abanez, were phenomenal yesterday. I thought all three put in really good performances. They're clearly growing together. They're clearly gaining an understanding of each other, how the other likes to play, when to do this sort of action. I understand that they need depth. Smalling returning is, is only a positive. However, I don't know who you remove of those three. Watching them grow like this is really an encouraging sign. You have a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old, and what's Mancini, 23, 24? Right. You can't be anything but excited of the prospect of these guys continuing to play together. So with Smalling returning, he returned to the group today. How do you see him factoring in? Oh, that's that's a tough question. I think for for what it's worth, I think Fonseca is gonna switch up a bit. You know, he's, he's gonna he's gonna give Ibanez a bit of rest, and he's gonna give Kumbula a bit of rest. Um, I I probably I think that the the unlikely substitute would be Mancini. I think Mancini he's gonna keep Mancini in, no matter what, um, because he's more experienced. He's he, he clearly likes him the best. Um, and yeah, I think Mancini has grown to be sort of a, a leader figure in this team. And it's it's too difficult to to take him out of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's that's an excited probably the most exciting aspect of this team. Um, since I'm you know, this team has been labeled unexciting and, and this team doesn't, you know, play attractive football or this team makes glaring mistakes and it's true because yesterday as good of a performance as as Kumbula had and and the goal he scored he made he makes that mistake um Ibanez makes a few mistakes here and there but for the most part they've they've shown that they're ready that they are willing to 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 play these games to take on the responsibility and it's something it's something we haven't had in a long time because we've we've been used to even players like Manolas with years and years of experience in the Serie A make such childish mistakes and then play timidly. Um, that, to me, remember, Manolas was such a moody player because, because he would go on to have this incredible streak of, you know, being the defensive wall for the team to playing uh, crap just because he made one mistake that then made him feel, I don't know, inferior, insecure, fragile, and and then everybody else around him would follow suit. Meanwhile, here, these guys, as young as they are, they don't seem to get discouraged by, you know, getting late on a challenge or, yes. you know, leaving an opponent unguarded. They, they, it's probably because they know they can be better than that. They know they have... A lot still to come, a lot still to happen in their careers. And you can see that Ibanez, when he makes a mistake, he's pissed off at himself, but he makes up for it. 
And 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 yesterday, as I said, the second the whole second half, I think he did a great job to control uh, Ibrahimovic. Um, same goes for Kumbula, and same goes for Mancini. Uh, yes, in moments they were slow to react, but they got back to it and made made it up. And um, again, I I loved what he, what Kumbula does on that goal because he goes for it, you yes. know. And Rushing that was the back post. Yep. Yeah, that was that. I understand that Vertu placed a, a great cross, but that Ibrahimovic touch changes the whole direction of the ball, and Kumbula still goes after it, and he's he's one of the only ones to actually go after it. That's why Kier and 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 Castillejo leave him alone because he's the only one that still believes in that ball, and he gets to it. That I I I love to see that. I haven't seen that enough. I hope that this is not, you know, this is not an exception. I hope that this becomes the rule because, yes, we drew. Yes, Milan dominated in parts of the game. Um, yes, we were, I would say, mostly sterile in attack. I thought our counter-attacking football that had been so good for the few games um, yesterday w- wasn't up to that level. I thought um, just because of the, all the defensive tasks at hand, uh, Mkhitaryan and Pedro were a bit out of it. They they were tired going forward. Um, but still, this team, I don't know what it is, but this season so far, as I said, there are games where I can pick up on really good things going forward. And I, I wasn't trying to cause a stir by saying small and coming back is a problem. It's a great thing. They obviously need the depth. But when you have all three performing like this at such a high level, it's difficult to pick out the name as to who you remove from it. Now, with Mancini being suspended for the Europa League, I, I guess for these bigger matches, I am curious to see how Fonseca moves forward because it is, for the first time, Andy, I think we have the luxury of having several very strong options all in the same role, which, to be clear, is an enviable position to be in. We've talked about the wingbacks. We've talked about the midfield, where we have probably the exact opposite of that issue. But in defense, we're getting this consistency match after match after match from three players, all of whom are under the age of 25. It's great to see. And with Smalling, a guy who has vast experience, his presence is only going to help all three of them, in my opinion. So it's an enviable position to be in. Where have we been in previous seasons? It's who do we put alongside Manolas, right? It's Fazio. We try and find a, a different name. This feels like the first time where Roma, at the back at least, have an incredibly strong core that you can build around. It, it almost feels like, Andy, each of them has a very particular set of traits, but they all complement each other extremely well. Yeah, and then, and it's it's interesting that, um, that Roma, uh, out of all teams, seem to be going in in a in this younger direction for for the whole defensive department and um and it's 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 also exciting to see that this is it, it's quality it's not just betting on young age it's betting on quality yes, um yes. you know ibanez is being called up for the brazilian uh, national team for the olympics and uh, Kumbula is is starting for his national team. He's scoring goals in the Europa League and in Serie A, um, coming off a, a season as regular starter for Verona the past year. Uh, Mancini, who 
came here with a lot of speculations and criticisms as to why the hell he hadn't played the whole second half of a season with Atalanta, then coming on here and having a good start, then sort of falling into a, a, a more mediocre territory. Now, getting a hang of it and, and again, growing into a, a, a leader uh figure in, yes. inside the the locker room that is that is very useful as you said smalling a, a defender that Fonseca clearly likes from all the interviews that he's given from the fact that he openly stated numerous times that I, I he was in contact with that he was in touch with him that he wanted him to come back um he finally has his favorite, let's say, defender at disposal. Now it's. I'm really curious to see what the judgment will be, and um, and I hope that the judgments reflect the performances. That the ones that do well are rewarded. That it's not going to be a, a, a matter of preferences, um, because as you said, it's a luxury that we don't necessarily get. I thought yesterday. It was it was also a problem of not having Carles Perez out there, um, because that gives you an idea of how how thin our bench is when yes, it comes to very. that winger position. How how great would it have been yesterday to see El Sharawi oh, enter? I was thinking the, the exact same thing. Jesus, wouldn't it? It would it would have it, it would it would have been in my opinion one of those substitutions that you know breaks the game open. You know, just, just it would. It would have been so useful to have him out there to give us, you know, a burst of energy on the counter attack, um, which we didn't have, and that's why yesterday, among others, uh, Pedro Mikatarian played the full ninety minutes. Um, I thought, for the re- for the matter of that, uh, Fonseca handled the substitutions well. He didn't make anything too excessive. He played the right cards. He he took his time. Uh, made. Bruno Perez entered the game instead of Karsdorp and and VR at the end, but he just didn't want to change too much because the the team was focused. And yesterday, I think for the first time in a while, the team was focused all the way through. They didn't get discouraged by the small mistakes that usually, you know, shake them to the core. And we, you know, we we see this team basically sit back and absorb everything because they've given up. No, yesterday, even though. It, it was weird because even though we couldn't produce anything, I mean, our uh, our attack was passing it to Spinazzola and then Spinazzola couldn't get it forward. Then passing it to Bruno Perez, Bruno Perez couldn't forward. Then passing it to Pedro, Pedro was too tired to go to do anything. <laughs> right, um, right. And so, but even then, it was still a team that was fighting till the very end. So just very quickly, they have the Europa League this week, and then they have a big match against Fiorentina, both of which are at home. We sort of discussed earlier the depth. When do you think we're going to see that become a problem? Or if it even will become a problem? We're in late October. The transfer market does open again in roughly two months. Are you worried about the depth right now being a problem? Or will you only be worried if the transfer market arrives and they don't reinforce? I think with COVID, the depth is always going to be a problem. Exactly. I mean, today we are hearing, and it's it's not official yet, but we're hearing of Lazio having ten cases of coronavirus, and um, and they're all and even Roma and Diawara is going on two weeks. Diawara going on two weeks. Calafiori. Um, it's 
and 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 Carlos Perez, you know, out sidelined with a tonsillitis, and and you know, it's for precaution, I guess. But still, that shows you that you know you can just have you know a year ago, Carlos Perez, even with a sore throat, would have said, "Okay, I'm just gonna play through it." Now you can't do that. Now it becomes a problem. Now it, it right. is it is a risk. And um, and so that, to me, it's always going to be a problem because you have teams like Inter who, you know, when the transfer market was on, everybody was saying, wow, how many how many quality players can they have? Like, wow, they're, they're just making deals left and right. Um, and, and even go, that goes for Milan. But when this stuff happens, um, when the reality of this new type of football sets in, it doesn't matter because it, it, you can go from one game where you have everybody at disposal to playing the next game with the exactly. Primavera players on the bench. So yes, the depth is a problem. And I I cannot stress enough how much I would love to see a return for El Sharawi in the winter market. I, I, I think that Roma would be wise, again, to consider that midfield situation um, just because the likes of VR and Diawara are not enough, in my opinion. And, and, and this is, it's, again, we're talking about unpredictability, uncertainty, and, and um, the current state of football demands depth. And I don't think Roma, um, like many other teams that are in much better financial situations than Roma, um, have that depth, have that necessary depth for this new reality. Luck is going to come into this, Andy. The less COVID cases that you have, yes. the more likelihood you are exactly. to gain a better position in the table. So as as difficult as this is to accept, it's almost as if you just have to keep your fingers crossed until the end of the season because all, all it takes, and we saw even what happened with Hakimi, Mancini, even if you get a false positive, that yep. does it. I mean, you could miss a match because of that. Yeah. So uh, the amount of luck that is going to play into this season, I think, is significantly higher than in previous seasons. I'm not saying that this season is is false in any way. We've never had this before. If we're talking purely from last night's match, uh, how different is it with Donnarumma? You could say the same for Roma. How different is it if the Aguara plays? We can't answer that. How different is is the uh, the Milano derby, derby della Madonnina with Skriniar, exactly. who's been out for th- over three weeks? To a certain degree, you're almost at the mercy of of luck this season. You can do all you can in the table, but all it takes is a snap of a finger, and you could lose two, three, four, five significant pieces of your team, and that changes the entire complexion of where you sit at the table, your season, whether or not you qualify for Champions League, Europa League, or Europe in general. So it, it is a very odd place to be in whether we want to believe it or not we're going to look back and we're going to say oh my gosh well if they only had that player if they had that player well listen listen Lazio now can ask for if they have 10 positive players they can ask for the match against Torino to uh, to be postponed but they can't do it in the Champions League they're gonna lose if it have if if it comes to that they are going to lose three nothing and 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 you know that's that's a blow for any team. That that, that it, it will determine how seasons go for for some teams, and and 
those mistakes, those unfortunate situations um, will cost points, will cost money. Um, and for perhaps some teams, it will cost, uh, you know, getting to Serie A or, 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 or staying up in the Serie A or getting Champions League football. It's, it's, it's just very, very odd and, and um, yeah, quite very unfortunate. unfortunate. Okay, so that's where we will end it. We will be back later in the week uh, after Roma's Europa League match and before they face Fiorentina on Sunday. So everyone, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you later in the week. So until then, ciao. Ciao.